Hi there, I'm Katie Phillips. I'm the founder of the School of Self-Love and I'm a transformational and intuitive coach. And it's my absolute pleasure to join you today uh, in celebration of World Menopause Day. I think it's important that we have more conversations about menopause, uh, get that white elephant uh, out of the corner of the room and expose the truth of what menopause is and actually start having more positive optimistic conversations about something that seems largely to have been deemed as something to be ashamed or embarrassed about, something to be swept under the carpet and, uh, and just simply not discussed. Uh, it's not helpful. And on my own journey and having spoken to a lot of women around this subject, um, I'm starting to discover that awareness is crucial. Education and awareness around this changes everything. It changes your experience of it and makes the experience of menopause far more positive. So today I'm joined by two other women to have a conversation around perimenopause and menopause. We're going to explain to you exactly what they both are. Uh, we women should know because we're all going to go through it. Uh, and we're going to have a talk about about our own experiences of menopause, why it's an important conversation to have now and, uh, and anything that comes up. So let me first introduce you to Tanith Lee. Tanith is otherwise known as Mrs. Menopause. Uh, she is a, a women's integrative health and wellness coach and you can find her over at mrsmenopause.co.uk. And I'm also joined by Sandra Pete, who runs a communications agency called weareSuperhuman.co.uk. And essentially, they've just done a really important and exciting piece of research into menopause, where they've explored how society are responding to menopause these days and, and what we women do and don't know about it. And I think it's had some fairly surprising results. So I'm really keen to talk to you both. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Good to be here. It's great to have you. Such an important conversation. So let's start with uh, uh, Mrs. Menopause, Tanith. I think you're going to be best placed to answer my first question. Uh, what is perimenopause and what is menopause? What's the difference between the two? Do you mind answering yeah, sure. that? Thank um, you. We tend to use the term menopause, but actually it's, it, it, you could split that down into different phases, I guess. Um, perimenopause is the bit that we all hear about most often because that's the lead up until your last period and that's when all the fun symptoms can occur. That necessarily happens to every woman and I think that's really important to put across but it happens to a large majority of women so perimenopause can... Um, because they do say don't they that 25% of women don't actually experience yeah. perimenopause symptoms at all. That's right and of course we don't hear about them. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> Yeah, so it's good to talk about that because I think most women um, expect and assume to get all these symptoms they read about. So it's uh, not everyone does, which is great. So how long does that period of time before your last period last? It depends on the woman. We all are, all are so different. So it can be a couple of years or it could be up to 10 years. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and then menopause is literally your last period. But right, you so know. you've achieved menopause when you haven't had a period for how long? One year. One, one year. year. Yeah, one year. And then after that, so technically your period, your last period finishes, you probably don't know, but then you're postmenopause. But until you have that year, 
clear of um, of any menstruation, then you, you then you don't know. So you kind of have to look, take a little look backwards. But that's kind of really how it works. Yeah. Right. So perimenopause is the period of time leading up to you achieving menopause and you've achieved menopause when you've not had a period for an entire 12 months, then yeah. you go into post-menopause. Yeah. And perimenopause can last any period of time and can start at any time. Like what's the average age a woman can expect to start perimenopause? Uh, probably mid forties, mid to late forties. Uh, the average age of, our, um, of a woman's last period in this country in the UK is 52. Um, right. But of course, that's not set in stone. I know women that are still having periods from 56 and 58, and some that have had, you know, their periods have um, stopped earlier. So there's no, mm -hmm. uh, there's no textbook on this. But I know your experience is different. You started perimenopause quite young, didn't you? Yeah, I was in my 30s. Yeah, I was in my 30s. So um, I can't really exactly pinpoint when, when I went through the menopause, um, but it, it was around about the age of 37, 38 when I... I'm stopped. I had a final bleed. Um, but I think actually it happened before that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you are now officially postmenopausal. I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 46 now. So I'm, yeah, I'm postmenopausal. So right. interesting place and to be. And, it's, and, I, and I wanted to ask you about this because for me, I'm 44 now and only a few months ago when I happened to be 43, I realized I was in perimenopause and it, absolutely took me by surprise because I thought that women began, I thought menopause was just, I didn't really, you know, I didn't even know, which is why this conversation is so important. I didn't have a clue when I was supposed to start menopause, but I thought it was something in my fifties, maybe my mid fifties, I would start, it would start to be on my radar. Right. And um, yeah, it took me by surprise at 43 to discover I was in perimenopause. Yeah. Uh, with all sorts of different weird and wonderful symptoms, which I hadn't linked together as perimenopause. I thought, oh, I've suddenly got adult acne. Oh, I'm suddenly sweating at night in my sleep. That's a bit weird. Oh, I'm feeling quite down and depressed and anxious. That's odd. And, I, and I, all these different things all yeah. actually were perimenopause. Yeah, absolutely. But really, if you think about um, our hormones, our hormones start to change in our mid-30s. If you look at the fertility rates and how they take quite a nosedive after the age of about 35, mm -hmm. our hormones are already starting to change, but mm -hmm. it's just, we don't put a label on it. So they're already starting to change. And it's, and I think this is why we need to have these conversations with women to say, look, it's changes are happening. You may not have any typical symptoms, but now's the time to have a little look what's going on. Mm. And well, actually let's, Perhaps you, Tanith, can share some of the symptoms that you, or were you even aware of symptoms or were you so off the radar that in your 30s? Yeah, that... I was aware of symptoms. So I didn't, it's weird for me in my 30s, I was having horrendous night sweats from my early 30s. And at the time I didn't, I don't know why I never questioned it. I look back and I'm like, where was I? I was so probably disconnected from myself at that time. That I didn't really question it. It was just a bit of a joke. But then, I, then my, for me, it was the mental health side of things. And that's what I'm really passionate about around menopause. It's, that's the side of it that isn't really talked about as much. And, and that's how it really affected me more than anything mm. was the, oh, I was just, you know, I was depressed. I was anxious. I didn't want to see anyone. I had no confidence. I felt lost. Um, 
exhausted. It was just those are the kind of symptoms I had. I didn't necessarily have um, hot, um, kind of like the hot flushes that lots of women do. So I'm very grateful that I didn't have that. But for me, yes, it was more up here than anything else. I hear you. And that was my experience too earlier this year and, and until I, I learned a way of managing it. Um, with supplements, actually, diet, supplements, and exercise, yeah. total game changer, and awareness, awareness and education, total game changer, because you don't feel like you're going nuts. Mm -hmm. This is something that happens to all women. Sandra, what's your experience? Where are you at on your menopausal journey? <laughs> uh, well, I'm 44, um, and I think I mean I, I think I'm perimenopausal. I mean, I'm, my periods are really all over the place now, so I don't really know. Uh, and I do wake up every once in a while in a sweat. Um, and definitely the anxiety and the moods, um, you know, very much part of part of the everyday existence that sort of seem to come out of nowhere. So, um, so I can relate to a lot of what you're saying, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know there's a stat. I don't have it in front of me, but the women in the UK, the high, and Tanith, you might know it, the highest rate of women's suicide in the UK coincides with the perimenopause years, oh. around sort of 49 to 52, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because yeah, depression and anxiety is a major, major, major peak can be, can be a major part of this uh, and it can be managed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that was me. I mean, the, 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 you know, that was literally where it took me to suicidal thoughts. You know, I share that because I just think loads of women feel similar. And they think mm. they're mad or losing their mind or they don't understand what's happening to them. And that's where it took me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And thankfully there's a lot of help available now. Um, why should we be talking about, we've kind of touched on it, but why should we be talking about perimenopause and menopause now? Like why now? Tana? Oh no, Sandra, go on, go ahead actually. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really interesting actually, if you think about the whole story around depression and symptoms um, from the, from the, st the work that we've done and the research that we've done, a lot of it, you know, obviously there's a lot going on for women and, you know, there is a problem with access to information and um, women feeling like they know where to go. Um, I think that's, you know, certainly in our research, we found that, you know, 71% of women put up and grin and bear it rather than actually find out what they need to find out. But it's not helped by the fact that we treat women who are at this point in their life like they're past it, um, you know, um, you know, no, another great stat, actually, which is quite useful for this, um, you know, is looking at um, society's assumptions around menopause. And 81% of women feel that society's assumptions around menopause and women, women are in, inaccurate. So there's a whole disconnect between this woman and how she's feeling and how society's portraying her. And, and I definitely feel like that feeds that cycle of depression and anxiety as a woman coming into this phase. Definitely. What, what else came out of your yeah, research, actually? Because that research was, was profound, wasn't it? What else came yeah. out that would be really interesting to share? Yeah, there's, there's quite a few interesting points. I mean, you know, I, I think there's the whole, the whole statistics around, you know, women feeling like they're, um, uh, that society's seeing that they're past it when they hit the menopause, you know, and, you know, 71% of women said they don't feel as um, sexy or and attractive as they once did. So there's a whole, you know, it's, it's all wrapped up in our society's obsession with use. But, you know, menopause is like falling off a cliff. And, and culture and society really up until very recently, and only just, has reinforced that quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, 
but what's really interesting about it is it's a time when actually many women feel like they're in the prime of their life and they don't feel like they want to be defined by age. Um, so, so there's a disconnect there. There's a, there's a tension that, that really needs to come out. But, you know, the, the research was really fascinating because there are so many facets um, that this period of your life and these changes in your life affect, whether it be sex, work, anxiety, you know, or there's all different areas. And, uh, you know, I think the, the main thing is that many women just don't feel like they feel, uh, feel comfortable talking about it and they suffer in silence, which is, which is such a shame, isn't it? A time when you're feeling otherwise so dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, that was my experience too, because there I was at 43 feeling like I'd kind of reached the prime of my life. I mean, I got married last month for the first time, you know, if it took me that long, but I'm like in the prime of my life, enjoying my life. And then how, what menopause, pardon, you know, it really. And as soon as I was told that's what was going on for me, my instant reaction was this societal kind of conditioning and programming really sort of, it was very unconscious. It kicked in and said, well, that's it. That's the end of the road. It's downhill from here. You're getting old. You're going to lose your sex drive. You're going to be unattractive to yourself and, and your husband. You know, it's like, it was, it felt like the end, which is awful. And it's absolutely not the truth. And so can we please talk now about how this change of life is an is like it's actually a positive opportunity for women how is it a positive opportunity how can we turn it on its head and look at it for what it really is tana do you want to go first okay so one of my ways the ways i look at menopause um i think we need to rebrand it um but yeah, we do <laughs> <laughs> um is um when we, when we're in that all oh, those deep um, symptoms and you know especially we're, we're, we're thinking and we're, we're wondering what's going on it's it's quite, to me kind of almost like mother's nature way of uh, um, making us look at ourselves making us take notice making us actually take a little bit of a regroup see where we're at you know in life who we are in our different roles and then perhaps that gives us a chance to decide who we want to be moving forward because we can make a decision can't we mm -hmm. but we can choose to just kind of you know think well that's it then it's it's all over and i might as well just go and go and sit on the sofa and, and not move kind of thing or <laughs> or i can decide i can take action and start to look see what i can do to help myself mm. and then you know look up a little bit and see what there is to see there's so much to see in the future Mm. The thing is, you know, and I also think, you know, when we're going through the menopause, if we're living lo longer and longer and longer, if we go through menopause at 52, if we're living to our 90s, are we literally just writing off nearly half of our life? And I just think that's, that's crazy. But I think there's so much we can do. And there is so much to, um, to gain from the menopause. But it's very hard to see that and feel that when you're feeling like rubbish. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Sandra, what are your thoughts about yeah. menopause I mean, I being a positive I, experience? Yeah, I think that point Tana's made about the fact that, um, you know, so many of the associations that, um, are, that you know, are associated with the menopause are, are come from a time where, you know, you were probably coming up to being a grandmother and maybe had a decade left on your life. Now, you know, in the Western world, as fortunate as we are, that's not that's not the way things are for us. You know, as Tana said, you know, you like to live for another 40 years. Mm. And the other side of that is also, you know, you're, 
you know, you may well be coming into new relationships. You know, the, you know, the divorce rate in the 40s and 50s is relatively high. You know, the, the biggest, I think it's one of the biggest groups of sexually, that are um, having issues around sexually transmitted diseases are women in their 50s. You know, women are sexually active. Wow. You know, there, there is a whole new world that is opening up for women that has been a product of all sorts of things like our work situation and the way we, you know, the world, becoming more equal thank goodness um it means that the the options are endless and and i think that whole association with you know using it as a time to reflect and kind of decide what you know your 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 next version of yourself is going to be is, is a really really powerful way to to look at it because it, it is a time of transformation and you know and it is you know and transformation hurts you know it is can be quite painful and difficult but if you can look at it in a way and go okay well what do i actually want to be and where do i want to go next you know it's it's it could be it can be a fantastic time saying all of that you know if you cannot get past the physical symptoms which are incredibly difficult from all the reports that i've seen you know a lot of this stuff feels like a, a long time away so i think those two things need to be balanced it's kind of the vision of what you want in the future but actually making your day-to-day -day more stable and more livable and more bearable you know taking it so they're, they're the two sides of it from my point of view mm, mm, no it's a, it's a good point and there are all sorts of ways now that we can manage the perimenopause symptoms aren't there. I mean, Patanath, do you want to speak to some of those? I can share some of my own experience, but do you want to wow. go ahead? <laughs> I mean, like, where do we begin? There's so much we can do now. We have, we're in so much choice now, aren't we, how, how we manage it positively. Luckily, I mean, when I started um, doing this about eight years ago, there, really, you know, there wasn't really that many people talking about it. There wasn't many Mrs. Menopauses around or anything, but now, you know, there's more and more women wanting to help women, which is fantastic. And I would say seek out someone to help you um there is stuff you can do by yourself but i think to save time and save you know energy go and see an expert whether that's going to be a doctor whether it's going to be some kind of nutritional therapist functional medicine doctor whatever that whoever that person is go and see someone and get some you know tailored advice that fits you as an individual mm. um because that's the, that's the thing that's going to get you the quickest results really yeah, absolutely. And actually on that note, I think I ought to mention that I did interview 18 experts around menopause from around the globe. Uh, like you said, ranging from uh, Harley Street HRT specialists, you know, GPs to nutritionists to like people coming from a spiritual perspective to uh, gosh, like who didn't I interview? It was such a, it's such a range, wasn't it? And it's an amazingly valuable resource, um, which you can get at the school of self dot love forward slash my hyphen menopause. So ladies, oh, Sandra, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think the thing that I want, just wanted to add to that point, which I think is super powerful is the power of community. So, you know, there is the whole piece around getting advice which you definitely need to do but i think that what i've what i've seen through the work that we've done is that you know women supporting women you know in the, in the physical sense but maybe in even through social media is an incredibly powerful tool and i know you know that a lot of women find a lot of solace in that that kind of level of community and i think that the, the menopause communities I've seen on Facebook and various places are probably some of the most engaged that there are. You know, these women desperately want to help each other. And, I, you know, I think, I think they're a lifeline for as you go through this physical experience. I completely agree with that. And actually, I wouldn't have even known I was in perimenopause unless 
you know, if it wasn't for being sat at that dinner table that night and two girlfriends, Sandra, you being one of them (laughs) saying, Hey, maybe all of that is perimenopause, you know, and I wouldn't have known that. Um, And thankfully I have realized that it is an opportunity now, you know, to, to, to kind of continue on that conversation around it being a positive experience. There's such an opportunity within this. And I really do genuinely feel that it is actually our body calling out to us and saying, okay, darling, you have given to everybody else for all of these years. You've given to your career, you've given to your husband, partners, you've boyfriends, girlfriends, you've given to your kids now it's time to give to you. And I really feel it's our body saying that. And for us, because we are living so much longer, it is a perfect opportunity to take stock and look at our lifestyle, look at how we're taking care of ourselves and set ourselves up healthily for the next 30, 40, 50 years, because we do have that much time left. We've got to manage our bone health. We've got to manage our heart health. You know, this is the opportunity to actually do that. Um, so it is a chance to finally put ourselves first. And, uh, and what I've come to realize through all the research I've done and all the experts I've spoken to is you just do not need to suffer through it anymore. Those days have gone and passed. It, it, it doesn't need to be like that anymore. And, uh, and we can absolutely be in choice around how we manage our menopause as the most beautifully natural part of life, just as getting our period was and just as having babies was. And you're like, you know, it's a part of life. And um, and I'm excited to be having conversations with women like you to start spreading the word that it's, it can be a very positive experience. So thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you.